I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in again. It's been a couple weeks. I went to the beach and my family. It was pretty great. Um, I think it's always nice when you are somewhere for a long time every day, <laughs> like my house, which I, I'm thankful. Um, but you know, homeschooling and being at home often. And then sometimes you're like, if I have to spend another day in this house, I'm going to just go crazy. Um, so it's nice to kind of take an escape somewhere, whether it's a terrible place or a great place and, um, be able to kind of have your soul and insides refreshed. That was weird. I don't know what that means anyways. Um, but just to be able to come back home and have a new appreciation um, just for your actual house and just what was feeling kind of like uh, just too much of a routine and monotony and just to be able to um, just have a new perspective and like I said, a new appreciation. So I was thankful for that. Um, I also want to say thank you to Casey Hesse. He works at uh, Consecrated Tech. I think that's his own company. And I don't know if y'all noticed last week, well, some of y'all messaged me that my, um, was it last week? It was the week before because I didn't post one last week, but that my uh, episode wasn't coming up. And so we were having some trouble uh, with the platform that I usually post on, and he went in and helped a ton with that. And so I'm super thankful. I'm going to link his information, his website and phone number and all that. Uh, so if you have any technical issues or if you need him to set you up a site or I don't know, I think he does like a ton of things. You can just kind of check out his business. Uh, super awesome Christian guy. I actually go to church with them. And so I definitely recommend him. And he legit helped me also. So um, this week, I wanted to talk about burning houses. What does that even mean? Um, so this is more from a wife perspective, um, but I think you could take it on probably any side of things, I guess, and apply it in the way that it applies to you. But specifically towards wives, this is going to be a little more specific. <laughs> so um, I think a lot of times for me, because I'm I don't know, I guess a homemaker, you know, I uh, homeschool my kids. I'm at home most of the time. Um, and I don't know, I think sometimes we say like we're homemakers, but a lot of times we're not spending a lot of time at home and we've got a lot of plans and a lot of things in our schedules and then we can get overbooked or we feel obligated to do certain things and then we're not super intentional and you look at the calendar and everything's filled up and you're like how did I get here and why am I so busy doing all these things and so then you're not actually spending a lot of time at home um which I'm not saying like you need to spend a lot of time at home but what I'm saying is uh a lot of times what we do is we get so busy that the things that we need to do at home um, don't get done. And that is even beyond just chores and cleaning house and things like that. But it's got a lot to do with the peace of your house. Um, we get so busy and so bogged down and then we get ourselves so stressed out. And it's usually not even for any special spiritual stuff, you know, um, it could be like extracurricular activities, social things, um, you know, just whatever it could be. And then we're super stressed out with our family and our, 
um, you know, our spouses and our kids. Um, it could be even work. And I know that sometimes, you know, we are fortunate enough to where I don't have to work. And, you know, that wasn't um, necessarily always the case. Uh, I did, gosh, it's been 100 years ago, like literally 12 years ago. 12, was it 12? I don't know. 12 or 13 years ago, I was laid off when I was pregnant. And, uh, you know, then I had my baby. And then I hadn't gone to work since because the plan was once my kids started going to school, um, then I would get a job. Well, then we started homeschooling. <laughs> and then, you know, also had another kid later. And, um, and things just kind of worked out differently, which I think is fine. Um, but I think if you know, whether you're working or at home or whatever, the point is, is that you can just get so busy with other things that um, you are not able, because you're making it that way, to be the person that God's called you to be in the role that you're at. That probably sounded old school. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to share some scriptures with you and then you let the Lord talk to you because he might be telling you, you know, something different in, in your season of life or whatever, but this is just kind of what he's telling me. Um, so I think for me, like I said, you know, I can get busy. I can be focused in other things. I can, um, oh gosh, especially as women. And for me specifically is I'll get an idea and then my emotions run with it. And I'm like, Hey, we should do this and this will be great. And then we could do this and da, 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 da. and, um, actually having the endurance for the vision <laughs> and the longevity and, um, just even maybe the spiritual discernment and the temperance, uh, for that is definitely lacking, um, in, in times if I let myself get carried away. And so, Things definitely have to be prayed for, uh, prayed over, brought to the Lord, uh, because if not, we will just get a little carried away in our humanness and have lots of great human ideas and human wisdom. And then before you know it, we're busy with a hundred other things and a hundred other people. And then our family's kind of left by the wayside. And so it's kind of like, you know, if you want to imagine a scene of a woman out in the field picking flowers, maybe that's not your thing. I don't know. But I'm in the field. I'm picking flowers. It's beautiful out here. I'm like, you know, living my best life. Uh, but I also set my house on fire in the background. You know, it's the idea there is that we can get focused on the small things that um, aren't really of any true importance. It's not what we're truly called to take care of. And uh, get so wrapped up in that, that the important things are burning down to the ground. <laughs> and um, and I'm not talking about doing the dishes and the laundry necessarily, okay? So calm down, you know? But I'm talking about our family. Like, if you have a family, um, you know, are you committed to your family? You know, whether you're a husband or a wife, um, do you love them? Are you making time for them? Or are you just out there trying to fulfill either your desires or... Um, people please other people um, and commit to other things and totally leave your family behind. And so I think it is very easy to do in this day and age and probably since, you know, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s is more and more just a cultural mind shift. And so, you know, our culture changes constantly. Um, people come up with new definitions for everything there's new ideologies, some that are just actually not new at all. They're just kind of, you know, recircling about and um, and whatever. But something that never changed, 
changes is God and the Word of God. And so everything that we need to do is, needs to be based off the Bible. If you are a follower of Christ, you're saying, hey, I want to follow the Lord. I want to follow Jesus. And that means also following his words because that's what Jesus did. And you know of Jesus because of the Word of God. So that's what we need to base all of our decisions out of. Um, and so there's, I don't know, there's just so many, just so many voices, <laughs> there's so many voices, whether it's like technology or people in real life that are saying all sorts of things. And usually it's contrary to the word of God. And it could just be very simple things, you know, like the entitlement thing of, you know, you need you time, you need self care, you need, um, to focus on your dreams. You need to follow, you know, your path and your journey. And it's all about you. And really it's all about God and it's all about his glory. And it's all about what he's put before you. And we're called to be a good steward of what he has put in our life. You know, it's not about fulfilling ourselves and our uh, fleshly lust and fleshly desires and dreams. I mean, you can build your house in the sand um, and that's what this temporary world is. But if we build our house in the rock and we trust the Lord and what his word says, then we're going to be busy doing the things um, that his word says, right? <laughs> so let me talk to you about what his word said. So I talked to y'all before and I think it was the the last uh, episode about Hansel and Gretel, and it was just about the Worth Weekend that we went to at my church. And my pastor's wife, uh, Stacy, she is super sweet. And um, I think when I picture meek and mild, I picture her. And I'm, I mean, she's a human. I'm sure she has her own struggles. Uh, she's got just a really good way of uh, probably showing what we need to be, even maybe if she doesn't feel that way. So I need to work and stuff like that. Uh, but she just kind of shared um, in our small group breakout session about wives. And so I sat in her uh, lesson and um, she shared Titus chapter two, verses three through five, the aged woman, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And I think it's interesting if you take note, blasphemed, that the word of God be not blasphemed. You are blaspheming the word of God if you are not keeping these things. Um, I don't know if you guys feel convicted or just offended. Sometimes when you're convicted, you feel offended. That's just sometimes your flesh gets like that, right? Does not like um, the word of God. Your flesh is contrary to the spirit. And I mean, never mind uh, that this is talking about not giving much to wine and uh to be sober, I think it is worth mentioning that, especially in our culture, the thing is like, you know, it's time to drink wine. I'm, you know, it's in the evening and I'm a woman and I'm drinking wine and wine is the thing and whatever, you know, um, I'm not saying like, hey, it is a sin to drink wine. This is saying not given too much wine, but it is saying to be sober. So just a side note, I think it is worth looking um, and examining your heart and saying, hey, God, is this becoming a foothold for Satan in my life? Am I at any point not sober because I am um, allowing myself to drink? Because it is very cultural to, you know, be a mom and be drinking some wine. And hey, I get it, man. Sometimes days are stressful and kids 
um, you just feel stressed out and you're like, I'm just going to unwind. And I used to smoke pot and I used to drink wine um, when I wasn't smoking pot. And, you know, that was kind of my replacement there. And I am, for me, I'm 100% sober. Like I can be, I cannot be doing nothing um, because I do not even want to open that door to temptation. I do not want any uh, strongholds in my life. Um, I don't want to be struggling with more things than I have to struggle with. So it's just something that I challenge you guys on if you do have that in your life, just to kind of examine where you're at. But more so, um, I think it is uh, just good to know all the, the many things that it does list there and how it says that the word of God be not blasphemed. So we need to take careful note of that. And I've read this other ver- these other verses before, but it says uh, Ephesians 4, verses 30 through 32, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Okay, so red flag there. This is about to grieve the Holy Spirit if you do these things. Whereby ye are sealed into the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And so that's something um, that God has been also using in my life that I, um, towards my husband, can not be very kind or tenderhearted. Um, and a lot of times, even like towards my kids and my husband, I'm like, okay, is this tender are my words tender right now or are they full of self-righteousness and um just kind of arrogancy and um malice and wrath you know all these things bitterness and so I need to be tender hearted um and kind and y'all are like hello that's so elementary (laughs) yeah okay well good for you like it's just something that um has definitely got a foothold in my life that's something I struggle with uh, especially if I feel like, you know, somebody did or said something that wasn't right. And I'm like, well, let me tell you something. And then I get my high horse. So that's something that God has, uh, you know, those verses God has used to convict me of. And Proverbs 18.22 is something that Stacy also shared. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. And so she just kind of reminded us like, hey, you know, if your husband's find a, a wife, that's you. He finds a good thing. You are a good thing. Being a wife is a good thing. And so when you read a lot of things where it's like um, that uh, Titus verse where it's like, be obedient to their own husbands. You're like, who wants to be a wife that sucks? <laughs> but uh, Proverbs, it says, whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing. So we know that God's called us to be a helpmeet to our husbands. Um and again, that can be very offensive to your flesh because you're like, what about me? What about my dreams? Why I got to be helping him? Um, he's a full grown man. And, and, you know, but if you follow Christ, man, that's what he's saying is that we need to be helping our husbands and loving them. Right. Um, and for me, I definitely need to be more tender. There is a lady on Instagram. Her name in there is uh, Kelly Havens, Ohio, and I'll link her in the show notes. Uh, But she posted something, and it says, uh, Teach me your ways, O Lord. Show me your kind of love. Teach me how to manage big things with simple, blind faith. 
Teach me how to nurture and support my husband's dreams and gifts. Teach me how to treasure my children more. Give me your slow, gentle pace. Teach me to give myself to you in the common every day. And I just kind of love how she just simply puts everything, helps with just a perspective of what we're supposed to have a lot of times. And, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say as women, it could just be me, uh, where you just kind of overcomplicate things, you get involved in too much, you, you know, your mind's thinking about a hundred other different people and, you know, the things that like your obligations or, um, I don't know, analyzing dumb stuff or just whatever. And just this simple focus of just what we're supposed to be focused on. I mean, God knows we're not supposed to be focused on a hundred million different things. Um, and so I just kind of like what she posted there and then a lot of the other things she posts. So I'll just, I'll link her, um, Instagram in the show notes as well. Um, but I've just kind of been convicted, you know, uh, God is so gracious and merciful to me and to all of us. And it's so hard to extend the grace that he gives us that we're supposed to be giving others when you're self-righteous, right? So it's like, you know, you're mad. Somebody did you wrong you know, could be friendship, could be spouse, could be your kids, uh, could be somebody at work. And instead of showing them the love and grace and mercy that God has, you're just too self-righteous to do it. You know, that's pride. Um, in Proverbs eight thirteen, it says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. And sometimes it's like, what's a forward mouth? I don't know what that is. Um, so if you look it up in the Oxford Dictionary, it says, of a person difficult to deal with, contrary. What? How many wives do you know that are contrary and difficult to deal with? And their husband might say something like, you know, hey, I don't think we need to purchase this. And the wife's like, <laughs> you know, or the wife's like, why haven't you? <laughs> and, uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, every conversation uh, shouldn't be worth having. Uh, but I think a lot of times when we talk to each other, it's not kind and it's not tenderhearted and we are very arrogant and prideful and kind of nasty sometimes. Um, and sometimes we might say like, well, <laughs> I've done all these things and he has not done any of these things and you know, I'm right and he's wrong. And that's why and then we get there because we're being self-righteous and God convicted me of that. So there we go. And then, um, I mean, cause I think it's easy to be like, Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm such a fool. Like, you know, I'm not worthy, you know, all these things, <sighs> And then, but with our spouse or somebody else, we're like, but compared to you, um, blah, 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 and you, blah, 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 blah. and, uh, and it's just, I don't know, maybe we give ourselves uh, a free pass because we're comparing ourselves to somebody, um, or we're just selfish, you know, I don't know. Uh, but it's just interesting how sometimes we're different before the Lord, you know, like, oh Lord, blah, blah, blah. But like to somebody else, we're just not as gracious, but we want God to show us that grace. Does it make sense? I don't know. All right. Proverbs eleven two. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. And so we just need to remember that pride never produces good fruit, you know? Um, but wisdom, man, it's wisdom of the Lord, not human wisdom, not wisdom in our pridefulness, which is not wisdom at all. It's foolishness. Um, that 
that comes shame, that, that pride, um, human wisdom, but God is so good in his wisdom and only he can produce fruit. So if we want fruit and we want goodness, um, and we want our relationships to be healthy, uh, and we want peace in our homes, then we need to pursue his wisdom and not be self-righteous and prideful and all that. And then uh, Mark 7, verses 21 through 23. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. So if we're talking about blasphemy and pride, I mean, Titus and Ephesians, those verses I read earlier go hand in hand with all this. We have to make sure, um, you know, we're tenderhearted and we're kind and we're not blaspheming the Holy Spirit by not doing what the word of God tells us to do. That's God's wisdom right there in the book. But we strive so much against it because our flesh hates it. And so just examine your heart too, you know, like what are the things that I'm doing that are contrary to the word of God? Because that's blasphemy. He's telling me to do these things and I'm saying, eh, <laughs> my way's better. Um, and we're not really trusting him and putting our faith and believing that his way is best and loving him above ourselves, you know? Um, and I just think also biblically, Pain motivates change, right? A lot of times uh, things are painful to go through. You know, sometimes we might be suffering the consequences of something that we've done or something's in our life that's just hard to bear and it's not something that we brought into our life. It's just what God's allowed or appointed and um, and it's easy to get bitter. Um, but when we look at Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 4, uh, we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope so in these tribulations um in these hard times we know that if we can uh, take the opportunity to live in the spirit deny our flesh uh, to rely on god's strength and his wisdom that it's going to at the end produce hope in all this we don't have to be depressed and down and be like my life sucks I hate this. Nothing's ever going to be great. Or maybe you're having a hard time in your marriage or your family and you just feel like giving up. But just knowing that when you rely on God, um, that tribulation is going to lead to hope. Uh, it's just a hard process <laughs> to go through, which is why, um, you know, it leads us to depend on God, right? I mean, when life is good uh, and things are fine, why change anything, you know? Uh, it's hard to be humble, though when you don't feel like you need God, um, you don't feel like you need to be dependent on the Lord. You're like, things are great. There's no complaints. I don't have any issues here. Uh, but man, pain's a great motivator to actually move us forward, uh, to cause us to progress. And the only real progress is progress towards the Lord. I've been sounding like, uh, as you hear me talk a lot of times, a crazy person, because I feel like I'm constantly buffering. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, when you open a browser out where I live on the internet and it loads forever because we don't have any good internet out here. That's like my brain all the time. Um, not because I don't have a hundred thoughts is a lot of times I'm trying to filter them and trying to say, okay, God, is this pleasing? And is this good to come out of my mouth? And I want to think more before I speak. And then I sound like, um, 
super slow. And sometimes things come out of my mouth that I shouldn't let come out of my mouth. Um, but it's a lot different than when you're younger. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're younger and you're just saying everything that comes in your head and then you're just talking, 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 talking about all the things. And then as you get older and you're like, Ooh, that's not, that's not really God's wisdom there. <laughs> like I don't need to say everything that comes in my head. Right. Um, so I think that's something else that, uh, God's been working on me and, um, you know, again, just like being tender, like Ephesians said earlier, be tender hearted. And when you look back in the Bible, um, anytime it talks really about tenderness in the, in the way of the Lord it's talking about his tender mercies, like God's tender mercies. And so, um, if God calls us to be tender hearted and it talks about God and his tender mercy so much, I'm sure he wants us, um, to have tender mercies too towards each other. Right. So these are some things to think about. Um, you know, as, as a wife, you might be perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. Um, I constantly have things that uh, God's pointing out to me about and saying, hey, you know, this is not uh, looking like me very much. This is looking a lot like you. <laughs> and I love you, but you a little dumpy. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, God's so good to be patient with me, be long suffering in his tender mercies and show me the things and um, use other people also in my life to um, be examples to me and encourage me and um, and help me to constantly be changed and molded into the way the Lord wants me to be. And I want to be those that way too because I know that um, I'm most joyful when I am following what the Lord wants. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. All right. So two songs that I want to add to the podcast Spotify playlist is um, Out of Eden. It's a song uh, called Now I Sing. The group is out of Eden. And again, this is old school. I think I was like in high school. Uh, but this is kind of more of a gospel-y song. And so some lyrics are, Can you just give me a second, please? I would like to give my testimony. How the Lord has met my every need. How he saved me, made me holy. If you want to know the reason why, I gave it all. This life's no longer mine. How he made a way kept me alive. Well, listen closely as I testify. And then they get into like singing and dancing. Um, and then this other group uh, just found recently, maybe you already know, it's uh, the group is All Sons and Daughters. And the song is Oh, How I Need You. And the lyrics are, Lord, I find you in the seeking. Lord, I find you in the doubt. And to know you is to love you and to know so little else. I need you. Oh, how I need you. Lord, I find you in the morning. Lord, I seek you every day. Let my life be for your glory, woven in your threads of grace. It's kind of a simple song. I really like the song, though. You should check it out. I'll link to the podcast Spotify playlist in the show notes. And as always, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Bye.